I'm sorry if you hear me chilling, but I had to get some yogurt because my blood sugar started dropping. I'm sorry. Hold up. This yogurt is super good, too. I'm not going to lie. All right. <coughs> testing, testing, one, two. All right, showtime. <clears throat> oh, I got Oreo stuck between my lip. All right, I think I'm ready now. All right. Out. I'm sorry, guys. This is really hard right now. It, like, there's not a camera, but if you can see how stupid I look right now. All right. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of the L3 Podcast. I'm your host, JD Gaines, obviously. I hope that everyone is doing well as far as your health and naturally. Yeah, I think that health encompasses a lot of things. Mentally, spiritually, uh, that you're socially healthy, physically healthy. I just pray that everyone is doing well out there. And shout out to the YouTube listenership which is hopefully one day going to turn into a viewership. And these are very new guys. I'm very excited about it. Obviously, if you're listening to this, that means you're either on Spotify or iTunes or YouTube, but Spotify or iTunes, which is really crazy. Shout out to the Spotify listenership and the iTunes listenership. Um, it's really crazy because when I recorded the last podcast, uh, I, only, I, I didn't have my podcast on anything. It was only on YouTube. And so now to be able to sit here and say that my podcast is on Spotify and iTunes is really crazy. It's super duper crazy. I don't know why I'm whispering right now, but it's super crazy. And I'm very, very thankful. Um, and here's what I can say about Spotify and iTunes. I don't know how to read any of the analytics, nor do I want to know how to read any of the analytics. Because if there's one thing that drives me crazy, it's analytics. It drives me seriously Bedonculars. It's not a word. But that's just the extent of how crazy those things drive me. But although they drive me crazy, what I can say is that since I can't see the numbers, I ask that you all subscribe and follow on iTunes and Spotify. That would be great, amazing. I'm honestly not gonna keep talking about it no more any much longer in this podcast. All I am going to say though, which I think is very fair, I think it's amazing. If you're listening on iTunes, or if you're not listening on iTunes, you should leave a five-star review. Now, the only reason I'm asking for a five-star review, am I saying I'm worth five stars? Absolutely not. If anything, I'm a two-and-a-half star at best. That's at the best. But here's the bargain that I think that we should all put on the table at the beginning of this podcast. I think it's really fair. If at any point in this podcast, you relate in any way from now to the end of the podcast, I think that it would be very fair. If you leave a five-star, I think that's fair. And in return, I will potentially shout you out. Now, the reason I say potentially is because for all I know, 5,000 people could leave a review. Obviously, I'm not going to shout out 5,000 people. But there's the chance that I call your name. So if at any point you relate in this podcast, leave a five-star. That's fair. If you don't, you don't have to review anything. That's if you're listening on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, whatever. At any point, I think you should go over to iTunes, leave a five star. I'm, I'm, and li literally, I let me stop right now. I'm only beating this into the ground because this is my like first time saying that I'm on iTunes. Now, obviously, I'll mention it in a future podcast, but like I want to like set the foundation now. If you relate at any moment, leave a five star. That would be great for me, and I will probably shout you out in the next podcast. 
Now, in <laughs> other news, I almost didn't make it to record this podcast. And you know, I know this sounds crazy, and this is going to sound really wild, but I had a near-death experience this week. It was actually Tuesday. I remember it. Like, it was yesterday. And, you know, um, I want to start talking first about the evolution of college transportation. I think it is amazing. But it's also the most dangerous thing I've ever experienced in my life outside of having diabetes. <laughs> um, first, obviously, when college campuses were first invented and planted, the most practical and most used way of transportation, which I would argue still is, is walking. Very practical, very easy, very simple. All right? Simple. Walking. Everyone does it. Walking. Okay. And then somewhere along the lines, somebody thought that it would be like okay to bring a bike. Have nothing against bicycles. Bring your bicycle, okay? You want to be who's the guy that rides the bike? I think it's Neil Armstrong. Oh my! I just said Neil Armstrong. No, it's not. It's a uh, shoot. What is his name? I'm gonna feel so stupid, but it's something Armstrong, and I'm not gonna cut this because I don't want people to think that I'm super smart. I'm literally, literally, an idiot. Armstrong, Armstrong bikes. I'm just gonna type in Armstrong biker. Uh, um, Lance Armstrong, yeah, that guy. So somebody, oh my goodness, they're gonna kill me for this. Um, so yeah, there was some guy who thought that it'd be cool to be like Lance Armstrong on the college campus. Completely fine. Somebody thought it'd be cool to be Tony Hawk. Completely fine. So now we have skateboards and bicycles on campus. Got it. Cool. Great. Cool. Now. Somewhere along the lines after that, I would argue that cars came next after the bicycles, which is, it's fine. Like, cars are meant for driving. Cool. You got it. Boom. And then some, some, some guy thought it'd be smart to have transit buses. And while I don't always condone transit riding because they're always super packed sometimes, they're very helpful. You pick up a group of college idiots on a very central location. You drop them off in another very central location. And I only used idiots because I'm in college and nine times out of ten I'm the idiot that has to be picked up. So, yeah, so that that's what the transit system is. But then I don't know how this happened. But somebody thought it'd be cool to bring their motorized skateboard and scooter to campus. If you ask me, I think it's very, here's why I want to say it's lazy. People can argue that bicycling and skateboarding and riding a scooter is lazy because that's the same thing that the motorized stuff is doing. But it's not because when it's motorized, you're literally just standing there versus bicycling and, and scooter riding, or whatever you would call it, and skateboarding. You, you have to exert real energy. But for some reason, I I truly believe that people who have motorized like skateboards and scooters and whatever else, mopeds, whatever, I don't know. I don't really care either. I think that they feel like this this unconscious, unspoken entitlement. And, and and when I was thinking about it, it reminded me of like the AirPod thing. Where like when AirPods first came out, people had like this thing going around where like if you had AirPods, you were rich. And, like, if you had wires, you were broke, and people would be like, oh, I'm rich because I got AirPods. Like, no, you're not rich. You, you paid $180 for some earphones, but, like, 
You're still broke, okay? But like that was like the running thing. But I feel like with this, with 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 this like skateboard, electric skateboard, electric scooter joint, I think it's the same thing. And so I was walking, okay, and like this might sound stupid, but I was walking sort of like with a sway. Like that's what I do. Because um, you know, there's like sand, like okay, anyone who knows me, you probably don't know me. I wear crocs every single day in college. Every single day. I don't miss a day. Every single day. When I leave my room, when I go get food, I wear Crocs. If I go to Walmart, Target, I'm wearing Crocs, okay? And Crocs have holes in them. And so when I'm walking, obviously dirt and sand can can get into my Crocs. And so I sway a lot to avoid the sand and the dirt. And then, like, naturally I'll sway regardless because that's just how I walk. And so Tuesday, as I was walking... This uh, this girl, God bless her heart, because, man, whew, this girl, uh, you know, I was walking and she literally like when I, I'm not kidding. I, I'm literally not kidding when I say this. When I say that I was just about I, I was about to sway. I was just about to take a step to the right. And right before I took that step, she comes flying past me. Like. It was nobody's business. And it was the most dangerous thing ever. And, you know, here's where I struggle, right? Here's where I struggle. I wouldn't say I'm the greatest kid, okay? Like, have I improved from some of the stuff? Oh, my goodness. Have I improved from some of the stuff that I used to do and who I used to be? Yes. Am I perfect? Absolutely not. And, you know, those cartoons where, like, there's the devil on one shoulder and there's an angel on the right? I have those moments when I see people on motorized stuff like that. And, like... In this instance, and like I really try my best, there, there, there's just like, like the, like the angel in me is just me, just like, just shut up, just be quiet, don't say anything. The devil on the other shoulder wants me so bad to kick the girl off the scooter with all force in my left leg, and I mean that with like literally like all seriousness. Like I know that I'm not supposed to say that. But like, it's just so. It sometimes it's just so ignorant, and it almost seems like as if they don't even realize the damage that they're causing. I literally, like, like think about like it, when you're like near somebody physically with your feet, and you accidentally bump them or something like that. You say, "Hey, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do that." These people will literally just fly past you, won't even turn around and be like, "I'm sorry. I almost hit you." I'm sorry, I almost broke your freaking leg. I'm sorry, I almost took your life. She just don't know. Like, next time, like, I'm going to try to be cautious. But she almost caught a clothesline. I'll be honest with you guys. I don't want to lie to you all. I'll be very open and transparent. She almost caught a clothesline because that is very dangerous. And so, like, if you're one of those people who have a motorized skateboard and a motorized scooter, which I will say... If you have one of those on a college campus, you're very, very irresponsible with your money. And here's why I say that. Just get a scooter or bicycle or just ride the transit bus. Like, you're spending – this is different than the AirPod and, and, and ear, earbuds thing because, I mean, we're, we're talking about $150 for earphones. They're, okay, great. You're spending $800 on a scooter just to move a little quicker. I think that's very irresponsible, but, I mean, we're all irresponsible with our money at some point, so it's each its own, but I think that's very stupid. That's my opinion. But also, if you're listening to this and you have one of those things, I don't hate you. 
But I know that I speak for a lot of people, not just in college, but I definitely speak for a lot of people in college when I say, when you write those things, please write with caution. And please be mindful of the people that are walking. Like, I know that you think that you are freaking, I don't even know, Michael Jordan or some some famous, amazing, rich Elon Musk type of human because you have an electrical skateboard. I know you do. I think they're cool. Okay. But I think I speak for a lot of us when I say just be cautious, be mindful that we are walking. And here's another thing. Now that I just think about it, like, can you give us a heads up? Like nobody who made these skateboards and these scooters ever thought to make like a horn or anything. And so y'all, most of y'all, I don't want to use the absolute. Most of y'all think that it is just like, like, like y'all think that we have spidey senses and that we can feel y'all 50 feet away from us. And we know just to jump to the left. No, we don't. And when I have my AirPods in listening to my music, I'm not going to hear a scooter coming behind me. And I know that somebody's being really ignorant right now. It's like, well, maybe you should not have earphone, ear, ear, earbuds in and have your AirPods in. Shut up. Shut up. Just shut up. Okay? Please. Please. Because you don't know the type of heat that comes through those headphones. You don't. Okay? And we're not going to disrespect the music that comes through those headphones. But in all seriousness, like, like literally, I know that's it's like a joke a little bit. But seriously, like, I, I really, like, ask that you all be cautious about that and be mindful that like what you are writing is very dangerous not only to you but it's dangerous to others and so you don't have to write 30 miles per hour on the crosswalk you don't you, you don't okay like a cool 10 miles per hour if that is very sufficeable like we're walking so even if you were going the slowest speed on your scooter or skateboard you would still be going faster than all of us and so it's not necessary for you to be riding like you're in the olympics it's not so please be more safe with that because you're literally putting hundreds and thousands of people at risk because of how you're deciding to ride. And I think it's very irresponsible. And if you're going to operate something like that, you should definitely be responsible with it. Because I swear, I, I, I'm not kidding. If I get hit with one of those things, it will be mine. It will be mine. I'm not going to go to the cops about it or nothing. If I get hit with one of those scooters, if that girl hits me with that scooter... She's going to fall off, first off, because I'm a big boy. I weigh 200 pounds. She's going to fall off. When she falls off, I am going to get the scooter, and I'm going to ride it as if it is my own, and she will have to deal with it. And then I'll let her know what it feels like to walk, okay? So, yeah, guys, please be cautious, and please operate those things more safely. Please. But... You know, then I started thinking about it some more, and it it's almost crazy because I kind of have to expect it. See, when I walk the class, you know, it's a huge sidewalk. There's a sidewalk just for us walking, but then there's a sidewalk, or not a sidewalk, but there's just like a split in the sidewalk for people who ride bicycles and skateboards and whatnot. Now, they don't ever ride in those, but it's there. And it it's almost crazy how, like, I'm in a place where I expect something. Like, I expect bicycles and skateboarders and people who ride scooters to ride past me. But when they come in that fashion, the way I react would make you believe that I don't expect it. 
And I think, I truly believe that that correlates so much to the things that we expect in life. And when when this girl rode past me on this scooter, I reacted in fear because it happened so abruptly. It happened in a place where I should have been expecting it because I was on a sidewalk where it was permitted. But I reacted out of fear because that's not the fashion that I expected it or it didn't come at the time that I was expecting. But that's so true in our lives that a lot of times things that we expect have this ability to strike fear in us when they finally happen. And I want to start like right here. Everybody is expecting something right now. And if you're not expecting something right now, there was a point in your life where you have expected something. Or there will be a point in your life where you where you will be expecting something. And I think everybody should expect something, even if, oh my goodness, even if it's on the smallest level, where if you ex- expect to be healthy tomorrow, if you expect to make a good grade on your test, like any of those things, if you expect your car to turn on, everybody expects something. You should be, or you have, or you will be, or you are right now. But there's this funny thing about expectations that I've realized as I've, as I've grown up, and it's that the more we grow and the bigger our expectations get, a lot of our expectations come with a responsibility. And see, there's two different types of expectations. And I think that you have the expectations that don't carry a responsibility, and then you have the ones that do. And the ones that do, I believe, come up later in life. And I don't mean like when you're 25, but I mean even as you turn 16, the expectations come with a deeper responsibility with them. Now, see, when we were younger, I mean, like, maybe I would expect to have pizza on Fridays with my family. There's really no responsibility that comes with that because it's pizza I'm going to eat. But that's what I expect. It's an expectation. But then as you get older, and I think the, the one thing that came to my mind when I thought about it, when you get older, some of the expectations come with responsibilities. So myself personally, and I know a lot of people can relate to this. There's somebody you like, and that's probably the person that you're really dying to be with. And, you know, at a young age, we definitely have people who we just really want to be with. And so it's like, I can't wait to date this girl. She's literally so beautiful. She's amazing, all these things. Same thing with the guy. He's great. He's strong, six-pack, whatever, washboard, lick his chest, whatever you want to do, okay? And, and, And you expect... And maybe you don't fully expect it because humans doubt. But somewhere in, in, in your spirit and in your mind, you expect that you're going to obtain whatever you, you want. And what I've realized is that a lot of times what we do is we expect these things. And, 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 and when they come, we're now faced with the new responsibility that we have with the thing. And so as a guy, when I finally get the girl I want, I'm so focused on getting her. That's literally the only thing I'm focused on. That's what I expect. And somewhere in my heart, I'm expecting that I'm going to get her. I finally get her. But now I have the responsibility now to take care of her and to take her out to eat, take her on dates and buy her gifts and show her that I love her. 
Like, that's a new responsibility. The tough part about it all is that we all expect, but when we expect, we don't expect thinking about the responsibility that comes with the things that we're expecting. And when I was thinking about this, it made me think about the saying that we always say is like, I'll get to it later. But oftentimes when those things come that we are expecting, there really is no time for later. Like that's now. It's now. And so what ends up happening is you've been expecting this thing. I've been expecting to get this girlfriend. I've been expecting to get this job, expecting to get into the school or whatever. It happens. But now that you have it, you can no longer take time to believe for the expectation. You have to start living in what is present in your life now. When you get that girlfriend, you have to start living. She's your girlfriend now. Like, that's it. There is no more, like, I'll wait till it gets here. Like, no, she's your girlfriend now. When you get the job, like, you work next week. And when you get accepted into school, like, now you got to start applying for housing and all this stuff. And when we're not prepared, when we're not prepared for the responsibility that comes with it, we're struck with this fear, this overwhelming fear of, like, what do I do? Like, I'm scared. I think I'm going to lose this thing. Like, I wasn't ready for this. I just wanted to get it. And I struggle because I wondered if we did it. Like, I wondered if we weren't ready to get it because we didn't truly think that we would get those things. Or if we have fear just because we haven't correctly prepared. And I think that a lot of times we fail to prepare because we don't, you know, think that we can get it. And a lot of times we don't prepare because that's just not in our nature to prepare. A lot of us are natural procrastinators. But we'll do the stuff when I can do it at the last minute. And it's dangerous, you know. And I think that it can be really scary because let's say about something like college where you expect to get into this college. But you're not thinking about, like, how you're going to do your scheduling and and where you're going to live and all this stuff. So you get accepted, and that's what you expected. And now it's like, oh, shoot, like, what do I do? Like, like I wasn't – I didn't think about all this. I just thought I'd get I – I just wanted to get accepted. Like, that's it. I wasn't ready for all the other stuff that comes with it. And it really makes you question, like, is this what I really wanted? And I think that that's so unfairly is that, like, what we do to ourselves that's unfair to ourselves is that we subconsciously believe the things that we that we are believing for. And so a lot of times when you expect stuff, I think sometimes we put it in the back of our head. And so when it finally happens, it surprises us. It's like, oh, my goodness, this is, like, real. And when I think back to, like, the, the situation with, like, a boyfriend or a girlfriend, when you finally get that person that you want, it's like the only thing you're focused on is like, okay, I just want to get her. I just want to get her. And subconsciously in the back of your head, you like 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 a part of you, because I don't believe that every human is 100% sure about anything. Like I, I do not believe that is true. So while a part of you is pursuing her, there's still a part of you that doubts. And I think that sometimes the doubt can overwhelm you more than you allow it to to speak 
And so subconsciously, the real subconscious thing that happens to you, with a lot of people, I won't say this for everybody, but the real subconsciousness in the back of your head is, I'll get her. I think that's the real underlying emotion with a lot of people, that what they're expecting, I think that subconsciously, that is what resides in the back of their head. And and while they project like, yes, this is what I want, this is what I want, I feel like the main feeling inside of them a lot of time is that they doubt that they'll actually get it. And so, like, to better articulate that, let's say I'm expecting to get accepted to this college, right? And subconsciously, the thing that sits in the back of my head is I'll get in. And since that's subconscious, that means that that's the thing that lies under my real conscious. My real conscious that that overwhelms me the most inside of my head is I really won't get in. But I can't let people know that. So I'm going to tell people, yeah, I'm going to go to that college. That's what I expect to get in. When really, in my mind, the first thought that always comes to my mind is I really won't get in. And then subconsciously, I tell myself, no, I can really get in. And so if you split your mind up, majority of your mind says that you won't, while that minor part is the part that says that you actually will. And regardless of how those things interact, we'll always, most of us, we're going to say what we believe is going to happen. We're going to say what we're expecting. That's where I'm going to go. And the real feeling that you should have is that you'll receive what you're expecting is the thing that you keep quiet. It's the thing that you don't focus on. And that's why I think a lot of us are surprised by expectations. Like we're surprised when we get things that we expect. Some of us, at least. I won't say all of us. But some of us. It's like you apply for the job or you apply for the school or you go talk to this boy or this girl. And it's like you expect it. But even when you get it, you're surprised because there was some part of you that really did believe that it wasn't going to happen. And and I'm encouraging everyone to keep expecting. But if we want to wipe away the fright or the fear that is paired with expectations, we have to start expecting with the consciousness of knowing the responsibility. I say all that to say, when you expect big, what sucks is to get the thing that you're expecting and then for you to lose it in no time. Because we all know that it takes a long time to get a lot of the things that we're expecting. It takes a little time to let them go. You go to school for freaking 13 years. You start in kindergarten. You go to school all the way till senior year. You do all of that. All that is built on. You take a four-hour test, the freaking stupid ACT. You do all this stuff to apply and get into college. 13 years. It literally takes a week for you to drop out of college if you want. Simple. You apply. It takes them two and three months for them to send you an acceptance letter. It takes you another month to figure out where you're going to live at. Another week to figure out what classes you're going to take. But then it takes a week, really a day, to drop out and lose it all. And what I don't want 
genuinely from the perspective of where I'm speaking from, even if I don't know everyone who is listening to this, what I don't want is for us to keep expecting and to keep losing or to keep expecting and to be struck with this fear. See, the, 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 the ideal thing that should be happening is we expect and then we, we know the responsibilities that may come with the things that we're expecting. I'm not going to sit here and believe that we're all omniscient and we know everything we got to do. Like, we don't. Like, you don't know everything that comes with that girl that you want to date. You don't know everything that comes with that guy. Everyone has, like, their own little baggage and their own little problems. You don't know how college is really going to go until you get there. You don't know how the job is really going to go until you meet your coworkers. Like, we don't always know the responsibilities. We don't. But you can kind of get a general idea. And what I'm encouraging is that when you expect, think about the responsibilities that come with it. Because first, here's here's a couple things that it'll make you do. One, it'll make you really see, is this what I want? Because I know that if I get these things that I'm expecting, this is what I got to do now. And if this isn't what I want to do, if this isn't something that I think I can keep up, I just won't even put myself in that position. But then it also prepares you for what's to come. And so if I am, I keep using this boyfriend-girlfriend thing because, like, that's just something that I think is very universal. If I am a guy and I want this girl super badly, actually, no, let's switch it. If I'm a girl and I want this guy super badly, you know, if he plays sports or if he works at a job, whatever he might do, whatever he might be interested in, if I want him, yes, I'm going to expect that he can be my boyfriend one day. But the responsibilities that come with it, am I willing to go to some of his football? Am I willing to go to his football games? Am I, am I willing to, to cheer him on even when it's good and bad? Am I willing to pop up at his job sometimes and let him know that like I'm here and that I'm chilling with him? Or am I willing to, to, to buy him his, his favorite album for his birthday, vinyl? Like, like Those are the things that we got to think about. And you really got to start to think about it if you plan on putting yourself in position to for it to happen. Because a lot of us expect, and we're not putting ourselves in a position for it to happen. But a lot of us expect in the position. Like I said, when the girl almost killed me with that scooter, <laughs> I was in a position to where it could have happened. Like I literally was walking right past or right near the bike lane. So... A part of me somewhere inside of me, even if it was just 1% of my brain, that 1% said, you know, JD, like, there somebody could possibly, you know, come by here. Now, did I know that she was going to come by like Carl Edwards Jr.? No, I didn't. But there was still the chance that she could. And so when you keep talking to the girl when you keep texting her telling her that you're attracted to her and that you're asking her on dates or when you apply for the job or when you apply to go to to the marines or when you apply to to go to college you're putting yourself in the position so if you're going to put yourself in a position part of you should expect that you know something may really happen and if that thing does happen Am I ready to am I ready to take on the responsibility that comes with it? And it's really important. So all in all, you know, I had to deal with this myself. Like I'll be honest, I had to deal with this myself. You know, I expected something for so long 
and um you know i guess I, I like i said i wasn't prepared i wasn't ready to for the responsibilities and so i kind of just had like this subconscious thing like okay like i'm expecting it but like i'm not going to be bashing my head against the wall like just waiting for it to happen like when it happens it'll happen when 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 it comes it'll come and finally it comes and literally like the the word fear i don't even think is like I don't even think that describes exactly what I was feeling like. I I didn't think I was ready for the thing that I was expecting. But it's like, it's here now. You don't have time to go back. There is no, I'll focus on it when it gets here. I'll worry about when I get, when it gets here. There's no more of that. It's here now. So what are you going to do? Are you going to fold up and let it slip by you? Or are you going to, to be responsible over the thing that's now here? And the part that I had to struggle with now that I'm still currently struggling with is because you weren't necessarily prepared for the responsibility, now you have to prepare yourself as you go along. Like, build yourself as you go along, really, you know? And I'm fine with it, but I don't want everyone else to feel like this. Like, if you can prepare for the responsibility before it gets here, you'll be way more equipped and it won't even put fear in you. It'll be more like when it finally happens, you get accepted, you're like, yeah, I'm ready. When you get that job, you're like, let's go. I'm here. When you finally get that girl, it's like, that's going to be my wife. Like, you have to be ready. You have to be ready. Because what I know about fear and what we all know about fear is that fear can deter us from so many things. So many things. And we just got to be prepared. A lot of us are jumping off the plane with no parachute. You know? You're ready to skydive. You're ready for it. You get on a plane. They take you up in the air. You're expecting to jump off, do backflips, have your GoPro. You're ready to do the whole thing. And you get up there. You jump. No parachute. Now what are you going to do? You're going to die, okay? And because we're not prepared, because we're not ready for the responsibility that comes with it, we, we, we could lose everything that we were expecting. We could lose because of what we were expecting. Like our expectations could be the very downfall that we run into. So be ready. Pair your expectations with the responsibilities. Because if you if you pair your expectations with the responsibilities that come with it, you're already ready for what will happen because I really believe that everything that you're expecting will happen as long as you continue to push towards it. But I don't want fear to wipe us out because the moment we feel fear, that is the moment that we begin to stop. That's the moment that every experience that we can have, that's the moment that every ounce of joy, every every breakthrough, every, every opening that can happen in our life, that's when it ends because when fear comes in, we stop moving. We stop moving. And the one way you can avoid fear of the things that you're expecting is to not let the expectation make you feel like you're not capable of maintaining that thing. So from now on, from this podcast on forward, from this day forward, when you expect something, I don't care what it is, you expect to go to the military, 
the get a job at Google or to go to this school or to get this boy or this girl or whatever you want to do. Have dreams and expectations out of this world. We're the generation that's supposed to have them. Have them. Have all of them. I don't care how big they are or how little they are. Have all the dreams and expectations in the world. But don't keep dreaming and don't keep having these expectations without thinking about the responsibility. And I don't say to think about the responsibility to deter you and make you feel like it's too much. But I say that because when those things finally happen, I don't want the responsibility and the fear that creeps up on you to turn you away from the thing that you've been expecting for so long. Can we all do that? Great. That's dope. Now, um, the podcast is about to be over. It's basically over. But I saw something today. Actually, there's two more things I want to talk about. Uh, (laughs) So Amazon is wanting to use famous voices for their uh, Alexa. Shoot. And I just said an Alexa came on. Off. For their, uh, dang it. See, I can't say her name. So Amazon is coming out with famous voices for like their home thing, whatever you call it. And I just saw something that said they're going to use Samuel Jackson. Now, I'm very excited. Then I started thinking. I just got done watching Spider-Man Away Far From Home or whatever. And I don't really know if I want Samuel L. Jackson like telling me what time I got to be places and stuff like that. Because the way he was talking to Peter in that movie kind of made me feel remiss. And I don't really know if I need that type of conviction in my life very early in the morning or very late at night. Um, But I think it's really cool that Amazon is doing that to have like famous voices. Now, granted, I think it's very creepy in a sense because I definitely believe that there are some people. Oh, my goodness. I definitely believe there are going to be some people that like if they have like a certain woman, like some guys are going to like make the woman their voice and like whisper to her and use Alexa in whisper mode and be like, tell me what my name is. Like that's super like, oh, my goodness, that's so creepy. And then, of course, like I know like. Let's say, like, they were to do, like, Chris Evans. I know, like, all the girls would make Chris Evans their Alexa voice. And, you know, Captain America would be telling you to wake up. Like, I know. It's everybody's, like, dream. Okay? But I thought that was really dope. The last thing I want to touch on, and then I'll get out of your faces for today. You can go on, and you can go get your Chick-fil-A. Maybe it's just me. All right? Maybe I'm the only one in this boat. If I am, I'll speak for myself. Why is college campaigning so freaking, like, serious? Like, and and this is early. This isn't even, like, SGA and all that. That's a totally different thing. But this is, like, 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 okay. Okay. It's homecoming stuff. And I've never understood why winning homecoming king or queen ever mattered in college. Like, I never did. Honestly, because, like, to be fair, it never really mattered in high school. It was more, like, of a clout thing. But, like, the way we went about it was just, like, you would just walk down the hallways and be like, yo, like, vote for me. Or, like, people just knew you. Like, people are making full-fledged posters and hanging them up on trees and stuff talking about vote for me for homecoming queen. I don't even know you. Which, like, that, like that's, like, in, like, I'm not about to vote for you. But here's where, like, they crossed the line. I don't even want to say cross the line, but here's where it's like, bro, y'all are tripping. I come to my room. There's literally a, a, a there's literally a vote for me for a homecoming thing 
in my room. They slid it under my door. And it's like one of those things that you stick in the yard where it's like, like it, y'all know, like with ADT, like that little, like sm- those things that have like the small little like male poles you stick into the grass. It's one of those. And they have that in my room. Slid it under my door. That's not cool. Now, here's where I'm confused. Because I'm pretty sure that saying 2020 homecoming queen, I'm pretty sure that's not something that goes on your resume. So I think it's very pointless. But it's also just like, like, why are you going so hard? Like, what? Like, when you win homecoming king or queen, nothing happens for you. You might get a crown or whatever you might get. But like, what? Like, nothing happens. It's not going to help you get hired anywhere. It. It does nothing. You have no position. Nothing. You have no authority. It's not student government. You have no authority. It's literally just like you're king or queen. I personally think it's stupid. But like I said, I might be the only person in that boat. But that's going to be it for today's podcast. I hope you all enjoyed it. I hope that you all continue to do well in your endeavors and that you continue to live a great life. Uh, I love you all. I hope that you continue to do well. I will be more than sure to catch you guys on the next podcast don't forget if you're listening on itunes make sure you leave a five star because i will love you from eternity or that's not right i will love you for eternity seriously i will like literally i love you so much that if i see you and you told me you love a five star i'll give you a hug and if you're a guy i'll kiss you on the cheek and if you're a girl i'll kiss you on your the back of your head i don't really know but you should leave a five star. And if you're on iTunes, you should subscribe. And if you're on Spotify, you should follow. And if you're feeling froggy, you should share it with your people. You should share it. Uh, the, you know, you should share it, okay? You should just share it. Don't really ask why. And, and don't ask me why you should share it. Don't ask yourself why you should share it. But you should just share it. And I think that'll be great. So I will be sure to catch you guys next week. This has been the L3 Podcast with your boy, J.D. Gaines. See you guys next week. Peace.